In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their world. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed saying, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute salute you. you. Guys, we honor you today because you are getting it done in the stress bubble of life. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Man Card Podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to manhood. Our goal from every episode, as you know, is to call you into the arena of manhood, to call you out of the faceless, nameless, male-dominated bleachers, and to call you up to the absolute best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everybody wins. Everybody or every we got to fix that someday. Okay, hey, I'm Jim Everybody Ramos. Everybody gets it. Who's this and guy? I'm here. I don't know. I'm Jim Ramos. I'm here with the, the mix master, producer, co-host, backbone of the MCP, and privilege to call him a friend, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? Good, buddy. Good. You got a man word for us today? I do. Oh, I'm gonna have to guess it. Okay. This one's gonna be tough. Uh huh. I'm gonna go with the word. Do it. Persevere. Ooh, that's perseverance. Good. Perseverance. Am I right? I'm pretty sure I've done that one before. I, I don't get a second guess because that's the first loser. So what is yeah. it? Yeah, uh, I was gonna go with um, planning. You was you were gonna go with you can't have a man law. You can't have a yeah. man word and yeah. then choose it after I guess. So I want to go with perseverance since you know that's not better than mine. Here he wants a raise. He wants a raise. Oh, my man word is raise. Raise. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like to raise the middle finger yeah. at, at you right now? Yeah. Yeah. I quit. Yeah. I quit. That's a hyphenated. Oh, no. My middle finger. My middle, my man word is cry. <laughs> Tears. Tears. <laughs> so we don't have a man word? We do. Well, what? Is... It was planning. Planning? Yeah. So I was trying to like, like that's looking. A, that's a verb. I know. So like looking at where you're at right now in life and going, okay, if I, if I'm going to not do this, then this is going to happen. So I, I was going to use like maybe a word like vision, but planning, failing to plan is uh, 
planning to fail, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so when we uh, um, don't take care of things in life, they can get bad real quick. And so, uh, so yeah, I, that was just kind of inspired by our podcast today. And But um, there's redemption and all that good stuff, too. Well, I think also as men who are called to lead and oversee their families and their children, we need to have a plan of redemption for their life. We need to have a plan of success for their life. Right. We need to see things in them they don't see. My mm -hmm. son, uh, one of my sons just texted me last night. He's struggling. He's just emotionally just having a low time. And I got to encourage him. I'm like, man, you're making comments now that you never would have said a year ago. And he's like, thanks, Dad. You know, so I'm seeing things in him that he can't see himself. And so, um, hey, I'm really excited about that. Hey, you got a uh, iTunes review for us? Yes, I do. Uh, this guy, Mick, uh, did a little review for us here. And uh, yeah. he thinks that the podcast is pretty awesome. Is that all he so, wrote? Just, I think the podcast is pretty awesome. Yeah, he did. And so, uh, hey, thanks for that. Uh, if you guys could uh, go in there and uh, leave us a review, that would be helpful for us. And uh, we'll send you some swag. So we'll send something out to, to Mick, something good. Just give us your contact information, Mick. Information, Mick. We'll take care of you, man. Or your information. Hey, guys, also, <clears throat> or your infomotion. Infomotion. Well, I, I said infomotion because we're getting ready to do our second annual death ruck. We've got a team of people, all of our people from last year doing this. We are walking 42 miles. We are literally walking through Tim. Well, one of our guys goes, hey, is your blind friend coming? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. But we're literally going to hike 7,500 feet of gain, 42 miles. We're going to literally hike through Timbuktu, Oregon, literally. Timbuktu? <clears throat> Timbuktu, literally. 75 miles. It's, uh, we decided not to do that because we want to give people who've never done something like this a chance to do it. And not and, die. And, and stay at a level that we think 40 miles in less than two days is pretty darn So it's just a difficult. ruck and not a death ruck. Yes. Well, it's a death. People might die. Okay. As long as and there's so, that option. Yeah, but it's February. I'm not sorry. The dates <laughs> of the uh, death ruck are June 22nd and 23rd. That is a Saturday and Sunday. Hey, guys, I want to... Tell you, man, I'm really excited about today's podcast. I've got a guy on here I met several months ago. You are going to be blown away with his story. So, guys, if you have tuned in and hang on there through our, our mumble and jumble the last few minutes here, but hang on. We got some stuff coming that you're just going to be blown away with what this man has accomplished. So, I want to talk about him right now and bring him on our show. Uh, I want you to meet our new friend, Brent. Brian? Brent Trent. Brian Trent. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> doing great. Too late. For I was like, Brent, Brent. I'll it's, go with it. <laughs> hey, man. So Brian is 38 years old. He was a department manager for Ross Dress for Less. I'm having problems speaking today. Uh, his greatest accomplishments is coming to faith in Jesus and losing, wait for this, 300 pounds mm -hmm. in just over a year. His passion in life is to help other people. But the way he lost the 300 pounds and his story is amazing. So I want to bring on Brian Trent. How you doing, my man? Doing great. Thanks so much for taking the time and uh, hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. And, and also, you brought your uh, buddy with you, Sean Strong. Mm -hmm. You guys may know Sean. He is our lead pastor of the Men in the Arena Facebook Forum for Men. And we were just laughing. Sean's been on the podcast more than any other guy we've ever had on our show. And neither Dale or I even like him. We don't know how he keeps getting on the show. <laughs> well, I think uh, last no time idea. I was sitting in my minivan in Missoula, Montana, were, yep, trying were. to eat a scone and talk to you guys at the same time. <laughs> I wish this guy would stop showing up at 5 in the morning to work out, too, so I can go home and sleep. Pretty sure eating a scone is a man law violation. I heard you guys are pretty 
important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, we were members, of the, members of the week at Planet Fitness. Dude. We were, yeah, we were, I, I did notice that. Was yeah. that for Pizza Friday? <laughs> no. Bagel Tuesday. Yeah, they have that. We're, we're a pretty big deal at our oh, local gym. Ring a bell yeah. Wednesday. It's anyway. roll every day. I love it. I love it, Sean. I love it. Hey, so uh, Brian, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start this podcast up. We're going to loosen you up a little bit. We're going to throw you into what I call our rapid fire round. Are you ready for this? Well, you're going like, to like this. Okay, so what I'm going to do, man, is I'm going to loosen you up. I'm asking you some questions for you. I've chosen what I call the would you rather round. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just ask you, would you rather do this or this? And you tell me what it is and why, okay? Okay. So those of you who don't know this, I probably should say this. I probably should say this. Brian is blind. So over a year, year and a half ago, year mm-hmm. ago, uh, he'll, he'll tell you that story. So I'm sitting here and Brian is blind. So some of these questions... Uh, are interesting. I just want you to get some context. So, Brian. Just, just remember, Brian, planning to fail is preparing to suck. Right on. Right on. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, Brian, would you rather climb Mount Everest or skydive out of a plane at 30,000 feet? I think skydive out of a plane at 30,000 feet, only because you can feel the wind. Because, uh, you know, height isn't really big of an issue at that point. Yeah, that's true. see where I'm going. It's really far. <laughs> Don't look down. Don't look down. I am, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the rush of going down, though. Yeah. yeah. The only problem is, is I might not pull the ripcord. That could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Set yeah, and climbing Mount Everest wouldn't really be a rush either because you can't really – you wouldn't be able to see anything. I'd be too cold. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Well, especially Why am I doing this? <laughs> well, yeah. Especially since you've lost all that weight. You're like – Whatever happened to my insulation error? Or I'm late, late, all the late. time. <laughs> so, hey, so would you rather have your heart broken forever or never have loved it all? Probably your heart broken forever. Yeah. So at least yeah. you get to feel, you know, what it feels like to be in love or yeah, you know, the, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You can watch a Disney it. movie and feel that. Right, right. Frozen. <laughs> Leap. I've been watching Leap with my granddaughter. Leap. Would you if, you, if you lived your life again, if you could live your life again, would you rather live in the past or live in the future? The past. How come? I just feel like I'm like, I like the old shows. I like different stuff from like the 50s and 60s Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think it'd be pretty cool to go back and check it out. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Would you rather gain wisdom from making poor choices or from listening to your parents? These are good. Wow. I know. Wisdom from making bad choices. Would you rather gain? (laughs) Would you rather gain (laughs) wisdom? Gain wisdom from making poor choices, or would you rather gain wisdom from listening to your parents? I think listening to my parents. Yeah. They're pretty wise. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how much pain our parents can save us from. (laughs) Seriously. I dated a girl in high school, and she kind of had a... Wait, uh, was this before Shanna? Oh, yeah, high school. And she kind of had a rough reputation, and my dad literally was trying to talk to me on the bus because he was a teacher, like your dad, you know. And I, I just like, get out of my face. So I got on the bus and drove. <laughs> got on, and he drove all the way to my house. My parents were divorced and, and met me at the house and continued to lecture me. And I wish I would have listened to him because <laughs> she was probably a bad program. Anyway, uh, would you rather continue with your life or start it all over again? Continue with my life. Okay. How come? I've had so many mistakes that I've learned from. Mm-hmm. So it gives me uh, like a good uh, look on the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I'm going to get into the questions. I don't have a lot of questions, really. Uh, I've got uh, Dale here and Sean here and myself, and I just want to, I want to hear your story, man. So why don't you just go back to, uh, well, first of all, what are some things you enjoy doing? Do you have hobbies, interests, things you're doing uh, at this point in life you really enjoy? Well, I like walking, working out. Uh, of course, it's this time of year, so fantasy football. It's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. How's your yeah. team doing? Oh, play awesome both. 
pretty awesome. Oh, wow. And so I'm going to clarify for you, Brian, because a lot of guys might not know what you mean by walking and working out. They're, they're at your peak. You were averaging how many miles a day? Uh, 15. Blind. Yeah. But you're then, walking 15 miles a day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're hitting the gym two or three times a day, too. Yeah. And then, and then your diet radically changed when, when all of a sudden you got the directive from the doctor that this weight's got to come off and the, the vision is kind of secondary. we got to take care of this. Mm-hmm. You made some radical diet changes as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the, in the, in the past, it was like, you know, I'd take cheeseburgers and put them into a tortilla wrap and make a burrito out of a cheeseburger. I'm like, oh, that's oh, smart. Oh my gosh, that sounds. It's really delicious. good. It's really good. But yeah. Well, so so Brian, let me let's let's go back to your story. Let's let's back up mm-hmm. to uh, a year and a half. What were you, year and a half? Two years ago. What were what were you like? What was your life like? What was your body like a couple years ago? So a couple years ago, I was you know managing uh, raw stress or less, and mm-hmm. every single day I would just go and eat food to, to like because I was depressed all the time. I was working you know 15 hours a day and. That's all I turn to every single day. So without realizing it, you know, you keep slowly getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, then I was up to almost 500. I was 507 pounds. Holy cow. Yeah. And so, Brian, you shared this story with me, mm-hmm. but essentially you were heading off to work like any other day. And what happened? Um, it, my eyes started uh, feeling weird. Like I couldn't see. It was like blurry. Within like a 72-hour period, though, it just went completely black. And if I understand right, what ended up happening is you deprived your optic nerve of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so then what? You got a 72-hour period. You've lost your vision. Then then what? Uh, I ended up in the hospital. Uh, my oxygen level dipped down to 35%. The Whoa. doctors told my parents to pretty much just make plans to, to bury me. You're dying. Your body's yeah. shutting down. Yeah, yeah. So, and so how tall are you, Brian? Uh, six foot. So six foot five oh seven, and you're in the hospital. You're blind, and you're, you think you may be dying. What's going on in your brain? What's going on in your head at that point? What are you thinking? At that point, like going in, I was a little worried, but like I don't remember much of it. I was out for like sixteen, eighteen hours before I woke up, and had some family around me, mm-hmm. but had no idea what happened, and didn't realize <clears throat> that I slept for like almost a whole day. You know. So, and I remember you saying when they actually announced your weight, you thought they were making it up. It, it didn't even dawn on you that you'd, like you said, stress eating yourself to 507 pounds. Well, yeah, on the board, they always write like, you know, 204 stones or whatever it is. So it doesn't make you seem so big. Mm-hmm. And like I heard my cousin and her husband talking and they're like, man, that's like 500 and some odd pounds. And I'm like, huh? Like, because last time I weighed, it was like 420, 430. I'm like, I got this. I'll eventually lose weight. Mm, yeah. And so you stress ate roughly 80 pounds. 80 pounds, yeah. All just from the pressure of that job you were doing. Because if I remember right, you didn't really have any addictions. You weren't a smoker. Nicotine wasn't a thing. You weren't a, weren't a weed guy. You weren't a drinker. No. So I food really was your source of stress relief. Oh, yes. And it was a, a big one. <laughs> so what did you, when you were 18, what was your weight in high school? Uh, 240, 230. So you were a big dude anyway. Were you yeah. a sports guy or... Yeah, I played basketball. I played baseball. Okay. Um, I tried out for football. Didn't like getting tackled. So I was like, no, I'm good. When you're 240, <laughs> when you're 240 you don't have to worry about getting tackled. You're on the line, baby. <laughs> so, okay, so now you're, you're in the hospital. You're blind. Mm-hmm. This is just, this is raw. This is, you know, not even two years ago. Did you, at that point, did you make any decisions? Or when did these, this, these life-changing decisions come that uh, you would get out walking and get in shape? When, at what point did that happen? 
Well, honestly, I just sat around for like a long time in self-pity. Uh-huh. You know, I just kept like eating and going, I know it's going to kill me. But at this point, I'm like, man, I lost everything. So I'm like, well, and, and then like I had a bunch of family keep telling me, oh, go to ch- uh, Sean's church. Go to Sean's church. It's really cool. So I went there, you know, didn't want to be there. Sat there and was kind of like, eh, I don't want to be here. And then just one day, like, I, I don't know, I saw something like from the ceiling come down. And like, it just is a light. And I was like, Mom, is there like a, a sky view in here? in here?" And she's like, oh, no, 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 not at all. And since that day, something's clicked. It's just changed my whole life. So, so you were blind. Can you right now, like, if I if I do this, can you feel the can you feel the light going? Can you see light, uh-huh. or is it completely black right now? It's uh, a little lighter than black, but it's yeah, I don't see any. But light when you were in church, a bright, bright light. You saw a bright light. Was there a voice? Did you? I didn't hear any voice or anything, but I just felt like comfort came over my body. Wow! And did you at that point make it any faith decisions, or what happened? I did. I, I started going to church every single week. Within probably, what, two months, I got baptized. Wow. Um, and that was the Sunday that our journey changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd met Brian a few times, and, and actually I, I hadn't met him long enough to even really have much of an understanding of what had gone on in his life. I knew he was depressed. Mm-hmm. I knew he was struggling. Um, but that's about all I knew at that time. And that particular Sunday, remember, you caught me afterwards and asked if we could meet uh, mm-hmm. during the week. And that was the first I got invited into your journey and kind of got to hear your story. And it was the first time I heard you say, I will. Yeah. And at that point, if I remember right, we were still right about 503. I mean, that journey had just started. You were trying mm-hmm. to figure out exercise routines, walking routines. And that's when we decided, well, let's get together. But if we're going to get together, let's make it purposeful. And we started just headed out on the street. And at that time, we were a slow pace, <laughs> side by side, walking the streets of McMinnville, talking about Jesus, getting some exercise. I and, think we do, uh, what, eight or ten blocks in half an hour? So what, did, so what did you, so I'm just trying to, from an outsider, because I don't know the whole story here, what, when you met with Pastor Sean, what did you guys decide, or did you decide something, or what was the I will? It was just that, like, there is a reason why I'm still here. Uh-huh. There has to be something more, or I would have been gone already. Yeah. So I need to do something to change my life and to be able to change other people's lives. So are you living at your parents now? I am. Are you back at home? Okay. Yeah. And so you decided to... Well, can I add on top of that? When people say you lost everything, I don't think they fully understand. You had a beautiful apartment mm-hmm. up in the Northeast Portland area. You had a beautiful new Audi. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a fairly well-paid manager of one of the more difficult stores to manage, and other than the weight on paper, you were living a pretty good life. Yeah, pretty much everything I wanted except for a wife and kids, but yeah. And in one life. moment, you're back in your parents' home. You can no longer drive your vehicle because you can no longer see. And just like that, kind of everything that was comfortable to you. It's amazing how much you have to trust other people. Came crashing you, down yeah. around you. Well, yeah. So how did you feel? Like, I haven't probed into that. So you're, you, 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 you're, 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 you're told that you're blind, you can't see. You know you're blind, but you're told you may not see again or whatever. How do you feel at that point? It, it, for the longest time, I was pretty depressed. I was pretty yeah. down. Um, but, you know, I keep going to the doctor every few weeks, and I just kept losing weight and weight and weight. And the further along, it just something was started changing. It, and so how did how – did, now, I know you and Sean meet uh, regularly and walk mm-hmm. or run. How did that happen? How did, Was that from the first meeting? Yeah, yeah. The very first meeting we actually, well, the first meeting we sat there and visited, got to know each other. 
And then the following week, every week on Tuesdays, we go walking. So did you ask him, hey, let's, can you do this? Or he, he put that out to you or how'd that come about? Yeah, he put it out for me. Um, and I was totally willing to do it. It was like, it was amazing. Cause like, I, I always like thought, man, if somebody could have that time for me, you know, mm -hmm. I could have time for myself. Yeah. You know, so. So you started off walking eight or 10 blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to brag on us, and, and us, I'm, I'm going to use that word lightly, um, but not long ago, Brian decided it's time to start running, and mm -hmm. so we've been going up to the community center track just because it's predictable, you got a nice slope, you can kind of feel being blind, just how it's set up, almost memorize it, and I said, so today I'm just, we're going to, I'm going to pick a pace, I'm not going to tell you what the pace is, uh, I'm just going to listen to your heart rate, I'm going to listen to your breathing, we're going to talk, and I want you to trust me, and I'm going to decide when we're done. We did a 10-minute mile. First wow. time in his life, Brian had ran a mile, yeah. let alone a 10-minute pace, and he did it blind. And how how much were you weighing at that time? What are we looking, 295? You were just under 300. Yeah. We just hit 300, yep. And so now, so you were at 507. Mm -hmm. Today, what do you weigh? 206. Holy. And our next goal, we've said our next goal is a marathon. It is. And we're going to start by walking one, kind of do a run walk and get out there and just, just do it. Just go for it, even if it takes us six hours. And yeah. then from there, pick up. And that's what I mean about this guy. He, he lives in the realm of I can. I've just, I've never heard I can't come out of his mouth. We've just started the journey, but I'm going to brag on you again of using that stick, mm -hmm. kind of coming to terms with, well, it looks like life means that I've got to figure it out blind and I need to learn to be independent. And not only that, I need to learn to make the people and places around me better by doing what I've been created to do. Mm -hmm. And so we get out there with that stick. Uh, you saw us walk yeah. in with it. This is a week <laughs> worth of practicing with that. Oh, just a week? And you're talking yeah. about a guy that decides, I can, I can, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm yeah. not going to let fear get in the way. I'm not going to let... You know, embarrassment, get in the way, none of those things. I, I can do this. So, well, oh, go ahead, Brian. And that was the thing is like there for the longest time, I never wanted to use a stick. I didn't want to use a vest that said blind on it just because I didn't want people to know. I felt, I felt like weird about it. But for something like it's opened up a lot more doors, people aren't rude anymore. <laughs> oh, you know, they don't run into you. Well, yeah. one, of, one of the challenges we found is Brian um, has great facial expression and can make good eye contact. And his eyes are clear and bright. Well, you, if you were looking at him, I wouldn't know he's blind. Yeah, to he sit, does not look to blind. To sit in this studio right now and watch us, you yeah. wouldn't know that he's visually impaired. Yeah. And so he battled some self-confidence and that people in the store inadvertently would assume he could see and say, get out of the way, man. What's going on? Why are you standing there? And so it really led to him wanting to carry his head down in a posture mm -hmm. that, that kind of lacked confidence. I finally asked, I said, buddy, what's that about? You're a confident dude. You're, yeah. And he just said, if I carry my head down, people will know there's something wrong with me and not engage me as much. Mm -hmm. I said, well, maybe it's time for the stick. Maybe it's time to talk about labeling yourself blind and holding your head high. Yes, and for start, sure. And starting to walk in victory. Because there's yeah. no reason to not have dignity. And he embraced that. Yeah. And has done that. And man, it's just, it brought tears to my eyes to watch him independently do the community center track at a solid pace. Yeah. Probably a 12-minute mile with that stick. It was unreal. So how so how often are you and Sean together working out? Uh, we walk once a week. Yeah. So you're walking the other, let's say, six days on your own. I am. Or do people help you? Oh no no no! I have my mom, uh, Jennifer, my trainer. Uh, Shout Robin. out to Jen Drury. Yeah, seriously. Oh, She's I know amazing. her. Yeah. And then, are you on a treadmill? Or are you are you walking around town? Or where are you when you're walking? I don't do the treadmill. I okay. feel like a hamster on a wheel. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. I'm how like, how no. now, now, Brian, we got we got to brag on this just real quick. Your mom has lost by just doing your routine 
70 pounds? A little what? over 70? 73? 70 pounds by just following Brian's routine. So what is your routine? What is your routine? Let's talk about your workout routine, and then I want to hear about your diet routine. Okay, so get up in the morning. I'll eat breakfast. Um, I'll walk like a three-mile walk. I'll eat, I'll eat lunch. I'll walk another four and a half miles. I'll uh, go to the gym, do training. Um, walk another three miles before dinner. And then me and my cousin will walk three miles in the evening, and then I hit the gym at the end of the night. So you're walking four different times on average at least three miles a day in a, a, a time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so explain. How, you're, you have to help me here because I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to get inside of your, your, your mindset here. Mm-hmm. How are you walking? Are you – So it's usually you, you arm people, to arm with somebody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you have, you have four different – on any given day, you have four people who are putting their arm around you or locking arms. Yeah. I have a pretty amazing team around me. How many people are on that team? You want to give us their names? A little shout out to them? So we got Robin. um, This is my cousin. Uh My mom. um, uh, Sean. Jennifer. um, You'll notice I'm the only guy on the list. That's where the stick came in. Oh, I thought you said Sean, right? Or no, you said somebody else I thought was a dude. Your brother-in-law or your... No, 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 no. Um, There's been a few times that I'll go with my cousins. uh, Okay. But yeah, like it's those four that are the main four that I go with. Wow, that's yeah. where the stick came from. I said, "Buddy, I love you, but I'm getting tired of walking arm in arm with you." Let's... We were looking pretty good. We were looking good. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, I'm going to do it," and has been kicking butt ever since. It's been so awesome to watch. Now, have you done any of these walks alone? Um, at the at the community center, I did a little bit. Okay, um, and then I walked with my mom the other day. Did almost a mile without her holding my arm. She was there with me to make sure that I didn't, you know, die. Well, you're, you're 38. Your mom, what is your mom pushing 70? She's 66. Yeah, 67. okay. Yeah. Oh, that's really impressive. And every day you're out there doing this thing. What if, what if uh, you're going, okay, I've got four walks to do today and I can't find my third person. What do you do when, when you have that issue? Do you, do you get on the phone and, or how do you do that? How do you get somebody to help you? So sometimes I do end up just going to the gym to do the treadmill. But I have a bike inside the garage that I'll sit down on and do that too. Okay, so you yeah. say I just, I, I'm just trying. You say I just, <laughs> I just go to the gym, and I'm going. Okay, well you're blind, so and I get led How around. do you just yeah. go to the gym? Do you take a bus? How do you get there? So my mom or dad will take me to the gym, and they'll work with me while I'm there. And then uh, one day a week, I have Jennifer, that's my trainer, that uh, leads me around, and she helps me get the the workout regimen that I need to get for the week. So. And this really is the next journey of the journey mm-hmm. of independence. And I would say that's where we're at now. When I, when I first met Brian and he no longer could work a job, he said, my full-time job now is to work as hard as I can to become the best version of myself that I can be. Mm-hmm. And I would say the last year has epitomized that. That's why you're sitting here at 206 pounds. And now part of the best version of yourself is becoming independent mm-hmm. and figuring out how to do public transportation and not have to rely on friends and family to live an independent life not only that you know you're in that place too we've talked about this a lot trying to figure out what god has created you to do now mm-hmm. are you an advocate for children are you a public speaker are you still going to continue to be a manager you know obviously there's a lot of life left to live and, yeah and brian wants to live it to the fullest yeah. and i would say fellas if you're listening out there and you have resources you can find me on facebook brian is on facebook at brian trent i'm sean s-h-a-u-n strong if you have connections, even to, let's say, one of our local news stations, we'd love to promote this story, but promote it in such a way that not only builds awareness, but opens doors for Brian, um, just to be able to use the gifts he's been given with now a lack of vision, and yet he's got some of the clearest sight I've ever seen 
to somehow yeah. uh, to live the life he's created to live. So if you, if, you, if you can open those doors for us, you have contacts, maybe the Commission of the Blind, some of those places. Would you reach out to us? I know there's a wide network listening today, and um, we don't do that to self-promote. We're not trying to be prideful, but really believe this is a story that needs to be told and, and that that will open some doors as well, maybe as a child advocate or uh, just whoever God's going to use him. Well, I love that. You don't have to have sight to have vision. Oh, absolutely. So <clears throat> maybe, absolutely. Brian, maybe your vision, would you say your vision's better than ever even though you can't see? Or Oh, yeah. Things are way more clear now. I've Everything in my life's way better than it ever was. And I've never changed any of it for the, the world. You know, I'd, I'd be blind all over again if I needed to. Oh, say that again. I'd be blind all over again if I needed to. To be where you're at now. Yeah, to be exactly. Wow, wow. That's what, just, what a statement. Up. Powerful. That what is really statement. powerful. Hey, guys, we're going to take a minute and hear from our sponsors of the Man Card Podcast. We'll be right back. The Man Card Podcast is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that's building an army of men who are becoming the best version of themselves and changing their world. The war to change your world is epic. Every battle counts and every man in the arena matters. So get in the game by joining our closed Facebook forum for men called the Men in the Arena. There, you'll lock arms with men from all around the world who are stepping up as their best version. What is a man? What does he do? How does he live? When does he know when he's crossed over from male to man? The lines defining manhood have become blurred, and guys today are more confused than ever. That's why I wrote the man card, five characteristics separating men from boys. Guys, you're going to love this book. Go to the Great Hunt for God app or mancardpodcast.com and pick up a copy today. No book written defines manhood in such a way as this. I'll put the man card next to any book ever written on the topic. Yes, I believe it's that good. In the man card, I expose several myths of manhood and draw a line in the sand between men and males. This book will change your life. Guys, thank you so much for jumping into the arena with us today and championing the greatest battle of our time. Become your best version. Join the fight to change your world because when you get it, everyone wins. Okay, so Brian, so talk to me about your diet. <clears throat> so obviously when you can't see and you have uh, people locking arms with you to, to uh, help you and partner with you, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that there's some dietary control there. But what did you do and propose to do that really has been the difference maker? You've lost 300 pounds in less than a year. Do you feel, do you, is there, are there any negative physical effects of losing the weight? The only thing that I have right now is a bunch of extra skin, uh -huh. which is like, it's not as bad as you would think uh -huh. just because like I did it the right way. I didn't lose it all overnight. Yeah. But there's still some skin there and stuff. You just stopped wrapping burgers and burritos. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> but yeah, so bad. <laughs> I'm so tempted right now. Throw some tater tots in there. So, so, so Brian, I'm going to toss something out there. <laughs> a lot of times that one of our topics is just lust as men. <sighs> and uh, we, like, we like to blame our eyes. We like to tell ourselves that we're kind of in a world that we're bombarded by a lot of images that are just tough for us as men to control. Mm -hmm. You are blind now. It and I remember you uh, telling me quite a while ago that <laughs> you, you would think that would go away now that you can't see. And what did you tell me? The, the real issue is not our eyes. It is our what? Our ears. Everything. And our minds. Our, our imagination. Minds, it just gets out of control. I remember no, you laughing. No. He says, I'll hear high heels. And I just assume that's Miss America walking by me. And so, so I guess the point being, you've learned that as men, we have a bigger issue than just our eyes. We have something inside of us that's broken and... <laughs> um, regardless of whether we can see or not, it doesn't take away that lust piece that, <laughs> like it or not, is kind of innate to us as men. Yeah, it's always going to be there. So you do battle, you battle lust. Oh, every, 
all the time. That's interesting. Yeah. So what what are, what's going on in your brain? Like what when you're when you're having when you're engaging with a, a person at church that you're talking to, or uh, what what is the venue in, by which you lust after a woman? Let's say. I'm really not sure. Are you imagine? <laughs> sure. Is it your imagination? Well, I, yeah, it just gets you know. I imagine what they look like, and I'm like, oh, the, the, like like you said, the high hills. I'm like, oh, she's got to be really pretty. Yeah, she may not be, but in my mind, she is. So or that's all voice. that matters, right? So you're actually, so you actually, on the flip side of that, you have an ability now to see into somebody's heart. Yes. Necessarily, who may not be. I just mm. got done watching this movie with my wife called "I Feel Pretty." <laughs> with you, my wait, wife. Wait, wait, wait. You you watched with my that? wife. Yeah, Ooh, my wife chose man it. Card, but man no, card. great, but great, great movie about the heart and how women see themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And with a man who can't see physically, he can see things that guys who have sight probably would never see. That's exactly right. And well, and so, that's the thing is, I don't judge anybody from what they look like on the outside. You have to learn, or you know, get to know them on the inside. Gosh, that's really powerful. But I remember man. you saying you believed you'd actually be a better manager of people now without your vision, mm-hmm. because you would truly listen to their hearts rather than have appearance or some of those things get in the way. Well, that and the bottom line, you know, it's all about people, not the bottom line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good, man. So, how did your diet change? <laughs> Well, it's besides know, quantity, well, quantity and like eating fast food every single day and eating like little Debbie's. Oh, I had a thing going on with little Debbie. I don't know what that is. <laughs> What's little Debbie's? Oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. What is somebody help me? What's I little don't know. Debbie's? I know, you know, Dale. I've you're never looking, eaten one. You've got fried egg guys <laughs> right now. I've seen them. I swear we've never bought what them. What is a little Debbie's? They're like cupcake that, things, I oh, think. Man. Is it here in town? No, it's no. like Winco, the grocery store, little cupcake type things. Oh, place. okay. So you love right? their little cupcakes? They're, they're the kind of treats you buy for a youth ministry event. Okay. You're thinking, who in the world would eat these things? Me. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> so how about now, Brian? So what, what, what are you doing now with your diet? Uh, the main thing that I'm doing now, now that I'm like trying to gain muscle and not lose, uh, lose fat and gain muscle, is like stay high protein. So I just make sure that my protein's over 50% a day. Um, low fat, but it's good fat. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of chicken. I love chicken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all I eat. Okay. <laughs> so do you, and you've, and you're, and you, how many calories are you consuming? Do you know? So when I first started, it was down to like 1200 a day. Holy and moly. That's... Yeah. Now it's like 2200 and I'm still losing weight. And that's probably a more healthy range, even probably yeah, low. Let me I show you say. something that's more fun. Cause Brian's pretty modest about his, his health knowledge. <laughs> Brian, how many uh, calories in an egg? Uh, a whole egg or a whole egg. Eighty. <laughs> Take the yolk out. Uh, Seventeen. Add some salt. There's no calories in salt, but it's really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His me. his mind is almost encyclopedic when it comes to nutrition facts. In fact, this has been one area that possibly as a lifestyle coach, his ability to memorize those things, you could just quiz him on calorie counts and different ratios, and it's amazing what he so, understands. So where are you picking that up? Is that YouTube? Are you listening to podcasts? Where are you Me and Siri are like best friends now. Oh, I yes. Oh, really? Everything. Oh, yes. God so Siri. you do have a girlfriend. <laughs> I do. She's there at all hours of the night, too. So Siri. Oh, Australian Siri, English Siri. Australian. I thought about going Hopefully to a it's a voice. female Siri, right? <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Oh, but so, the, so you asked Siri just question after question yep and then i listen to all kinds of health podcasts too there's some pretty good ones out there wow that what's your favorite uh sean stevenson model health show oh cool oh, very yeah. i've never what is well, who is he uh he's just a nutritionist expert and trainer 
Wow. So, yeah, really good. Well, that's really, really good. cool. So talk about your faith. How has your faith changed? Uh, and, and what are some milestones you've had on your faith after the baptism? Just knowing that I can go and trust him every single day. He's never going to, like, leave me. He's never going to, like, make it to where I don't. I can't come to him. He's not, you know, where I always thought he was unapproachable before. So. So, so the Bible says that God dwells in unapproachable light. You actually saw light, and that was kind of your salvation experience. Mm-hmm. But besides that experience where you saw the light, have you, has God revealed himself to you in any direct ways and any manifestations where you go, man, that was really, I really had an experience with God right now, besides just everyday presence? Uh, not particularly, like, a, a specific moment, but uh-huh. I know that he's always there. Yeah. Because there's certain times of the day, like the week that I'm just like, man, I just can't do it. And then it just keeps, he, I know he's there and it, and it pushes me to go further and further. I can't so, really, I can't really explain it, but it's, yeah. So you, so you have a goal of doing a marathon. Now, Sean was shaking his head. Are you planning on doing our death rock this year? Is that what I'm gaining from Sean's face? Is that what that is? <laughs> Sean said he was going and he was bringing you with are, him. Are you going, Sean? These yeah. guys got to move it to Friday, Saturday. Oh, we can't do that. Yeah. Oh, is these Sundays you got, they, a jo- you got a job they on exclude Sunday. us pastoral times. I'll fill in for you. Oh, wait. I, I could do half the death ruck. Then, well, there, that's a possibility, too. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I would say this. If, if you would commit, I'd commit as much as I could to you, just like everything else. I'd love to see that, and I believe you could do it. Oh, I'd do it. I'd do it. Yeah, I believe you yeah. could do 40, it. 40 miles for him is a, is a one-day, is a two, it's a piece of cake, well, as I much mean, as you've been walking. Yeah, the most that I've walked so far is like 22 in one day, so... There's been a lot of 20 day, 20 miles, 18 miles, 19 miles. Our first so. day is a 23 mile. Our last day is a 19. And and quite frankly, none of us had done 23 miles before we actually did that ruck. Oh. Uh, our first day last year was a 25 mile de- uh, ruck. And so, uh, yeah, I would love to have you do it. So, well, um, I had one more question for you. And um, so, you know, your your condition, your your sight condition, is that ever medically possible to regain sight is well, is there a possibility medically that you will have regain your sight the last time i went there it was pretty you know pretty hard to hear that they said that there's a really good chance that it won't come back but there is this possibilities that there is those eye transplants now that are starting but i don't know the cost and all that I, i'm not even sure that that's an, uh, an option in the future but well, and I would say, men, if you're out there listening and you have any resources for us, any angles at all, any avenues into the medical community, would you just message one of us again? And um, you know, We believe the Lord can do it. We believe the Lord can touch those eyes and heal them. We, we trust that. And yet Brian Ells is also aware that the Lord may use this particular weakness of his to actually be a real strength and a real source of victory. So, so Brian, what would you— so? Barring a miracle, it's not, it, but it's crazy when I look into his eyes. His eyes are—they're not darkened. They're not gray. Yeah. They're like, like they're exactly my color. Actually, yeah. it's like looking in my own eyes. And it makes interesting. So eye it's contact. interesting that yeah. yeah, and he'll look up and at my voice, and I'll see his eyes yep. face to face. So we can make a deal. And and again, that was that was <laughs> the reason behind the vest. What is the deal? What are you oh. doing right now? <laughs> He's grabbing me. <laughs> no, well, Sean is grabbing you. And what is da- what are you what are you talking about? How much is it worth to you? We could. We can make Pluck my eyes out. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> you know, we just prop you up just and have you me. preach. You don't need your eyesight. Just, That's just true. Just give me one. Just give me one. That's yeah. true. Right? Yeah, dude. Uh, Share. You can't have my shooting eye. <laughs> <laughs> you can have my left eye. Oh, my gosh. So, hey, Brian, what would you say 
We have uh, 10,000 plus guys in the arena. We have thousands of guys listening to this podcast right now from around the world. We, most of these guys can see, can smell, can taste, can walk. Have Most of the guys, most of them have all of their appendages. I know one guy, we have our, one of our guys is, is missing a leg. Uh, but and one guy's got a missing an arm. But what would you say to these guys right now who may be discouraged about life, uh, maybe a job change, maybe a, a, a relational situation? They're they're struggling. Uh, it's the holidays. Uh, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. Birth of Jesus, and these guys are struggling with depression. What would you tell these guys right now? Because you have a perspective that I think many of them lack. I would just say never give up. You know, it's it's always going to get better. It's uh, one of those things where, like, you just know that in the in the future things will get better, and you you know with God in your corner, you can't you can do anything you need to do. So, what would be one of the first steps you would tell these guys to make if they're really wrestling right now? What's the besides the step of faith? Assuming many of these guys have taken that step of faith, mm-hmm. what's the next step? As far as what? Uh, to just kind of dig themselves out of a hole. Just. I don't know. I would say get up and move. You know, don't set and be placing on any anything that you do. Get up and move. Do something. Yeah. And that's uh, see, that's a huge statement. Just do something, anything. Mm-hmm. Just get up and move. Mm-hmm. So I got to tell a quick story because this is along those lines. And then we'll probably wrap it up. We uh, we set ourselves little uh, carrots. And the last carrot was he got to pick a restaurant. I said, man, I've been to Nancy's Burgers forever. I had my first one last week. They're delicious. Okay. So he can't see the menu. And didn't know what to order, so I ordered for him. Got the great big one, full of bacon, a couple patties, a large fries. It was like deja vu. I've been here oh, before. Oh man, put put that baby down. Well, so I did darn near the same thing, and I had hog fever. I mean, I needed a nap, mm. and Brian did too. Actually, said he felt terrible, and rather than take the nap, which would lead to kind of feeling depressed, and he knew he had to get home, get his walking shoes on, and get himself out on the streets to combat the effects of that burger on his mind and on his body. Mm. And I thought, holy smokes, I can learn from that. Because my natural instinct was, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> well, the nap never makes you feel better. Then you feel terrible that you ate a bad lunch and then took a nap. <laughs> and now you burned half your afternoon. <laughs> and it just, and it, oh, oh, but to man. hear him say, I've got to get moving, because if I don't, I'm going to regret it. Wow, that's impressive. So, hey, Brian, our men in the arena define manhood as five things. And I'm going to ask you to share the one that impacts you the most right now. So here are the five things. Protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. Of those five, which one stands out the most for you personally and why? Finishing strong. Just because you never want to be placed, you never want to just give up. You want to keep going, and, and then in the future, you know, you... I don't know, just finishing strong. I mean, that's like the best thing you can do, right? You don't want to be like not able to do anything. I don't know. No, that's that's wonderful, man. I mean, everybody, uh, I think strong finishes aren't, aren't nearly as important as strong fin- as strong strong starts are nearly not nearly as powerful as strong finishes. So that's that's really good. Hey, is there a way for our men in the arena to uh, get a hold of you if they want to encourage you or reach out to you? Do you have a website? Do you have an, an email address? Is there a way uh, to get a hold of you personally? Uh, well, I have a Facebook, but I, I can't get on it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was wondering if you had a, really, How about you? I don't, really I don't know if you anything. want to give out your phone number. That would be kind of personal. But um, Well, and in all honesty, fellas, I'm a good contact for Brian. I can kind of be a middleman and help him understand who's getting a hold of him and why and some of those things. So Sean Strong, uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Oak Grove Mac. 
at yahoo.com, Oak Grove Mac at yahoo.com. I'd be happy to broker those those relationships and help you awesome. be a part of that. Awesome. Well, hey, Brian, thank you so much, man, for taking the time off your walking regime, <laughs> geez, 15 miles a day, <laughs> for sharing your wisdom and your experience, the things that you're working through as you, as you uh, live a life of great and clear vision in the midst of blindness. And so thank you so much for coming on our show, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. So, hey, guys, you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Changing your world is the toughest thing you'll ever do. But are you blind? Hmm. Do you have vision? Can you see a better future for you guys? We have three things we want to give you, three free resources that will change your life. The first one is download our free app, The Great Hunt for God. You'll see on there our messages, blogs, training videos, Bible app, life-changing links. It unlocks the world of what we do here at the Man Card Podcast. Also, subscribe to the Man Card Podcast. If you haven't done so, please write a positive review. That really helps us out. And join the Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum for men. Guys, remember, whenever you add, I had a guy, there he goes, I added five guys, can I get a free shirt? No. You clicked five buttons, you're not getting a free shirt. If you click 25, add 25 to 100 friends, we'll send you some free stuff. But listen, guys, it's going to take some effort and work on your part. But get on there, engage in that forum for men. It is the best forum out there that engages with Christian men about what a man is and does. Guys, join us in building an army of men in the arena who are becoming their best version and changing their world because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of you, then join the thousands of men around the country on our closed Facebook forum called The Men in the Arena. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called the Man Card Weekend with the men in the arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of Jim's new book, The Man Card, Five Characteristics Separating Men from Boys. This is the best book out there that defines what a man is and does. In it, Jim combines his master storytelling abilities with his no-holds-barred style, distinguishing between men and boys. If you want to keep your man card, then pick up a copy of this life-changing book today. Simply go to the Great Hunt for God app or mancardpodcast.com and pick up a copy today. Thank you for listening to this episode the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.